Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Women of Wild Out podcast, you guys. Baby girl, baby boy. It's your girl, B. Simone. What is, what is, y'all? It's your girl, Pretty B. What's up, y'all? We're back. It's your girl, Justina B. With Pretty B and B. Simone. We about to get y'all a show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're going to have the Women of Wild Out podcast a la carte. <laughs> Baby gal and the baby boys that listen. It is the Women of Wild and Out podcast. It's your girl B. Simone, and I have my beautiful rap freestyle killer co-host, Justina Valentine. B, what's up, baby? You know the <laughs> queen of manifestation. Okay, you across your radio station. No, for what real. up, sis? How's Hi, your baby. day going? Good. I think you look. Refreshed over there, y'all. Y'all can't Thanks, see girl. us, but I have on a yeah. robe, a pink polka dot robe, number one. And uh-huh. she has on her little under eye. What are those things yeah. called? You little- know, when you wear a lot of makeup, they like depuff you. And I also yeah. be, I had, what a week. Um, by accident, I, um, you know, I'm working on my movie and I, I come okay. home one night and sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. it's a clear jar of the watermelon mm-hmm. candies. And I mm-hmm. love those. Those are mm-hmm. like my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm tired. I'm not looking where the pack came from. I just open the jar. Yeah. I start popping them in. I start uh-huh. chewing them. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, uh, my man says, yo, you're not eating those. Oh, and my God. They were edibles. B, edible. And it wasn't incredible because I felt like a vegetable. Just a <laughs> cloud of dread, a drape of dread came over me, and when I tell you, Justina. I was tripping, I was tripping my balls off, B, the entire night, shaking, teeth chattering, it was, for, I, I don't know about y'all out there, but I hate edibles, I Did absolutely Did your boyfriend stay by your side all night them. and try to help you? Girl, he tried lying to me, which I, I, I get why he did it, he tried telling me, oh, it's just CBD, you're bugging, woke up in the morning, read the, first thing it said is, this is not CBD. <laughs> it was <laughs> THC, all right? And um, But he probably I was just, just trying to calm you down. He was, because it was like the anxiety on top of knowing what I ate, but I was definitely tripping. I got no sleep on a week where I already wasn't getting sleep, so I was not happy. And then, you know, I went through all yesterday on no sleep, but I got through it, and, you know, here we are, Women A Wildin' Out podcast, and that's what we do. Like, we're resilient women. We get through it. Get up and get up. And it's the movement. Take on the day. And that's it. I've never done an edible. I can't. I get, I be gone off the regular weed. I would never take it. Don't do it. It's terrible. You would hate it. Like, you just have no control over it. I wanted to tell you, I saw my VA boo. Oh, yes. What happened? It was so good. He came to Atlanta. I stayed with him for two nights at his hotel. In the telly. Across the street from my house. In the telly. Uh, We did not have sex, but. Did you you kiss? Oh, you. Okay. He was choking, but it wasn't from. He was coughing, but it wasn't from COVID. I get it. Um, Is he a good kisser? He is a great kisser. Oh, my God. I just miss him so much. He's supposed to be coming back next weekend. And he's just. You know what I really value in men? 
What's um, something that I really value in him: self control and discipline. A man, to me, mm. a man without discipline and self is just lost. Like if you don't have yes. any discipline and structure and like you know self control, it's like you just frivolous with everything right. from the kids to the job to sex to whatever. Money. But yeah, money, you know. So I love that he is just so disciplined and self controlled because I wanted to do it. And he was like, wow. no, you said you were celibate. And we said we were taking, yep. He was like, you said you were celibate. We said we were taking this slow. So, you know, That's like, so let's, dope. anytime we, you know, as adults, we both know, as a girl and a guy, when you rush into shit, sometimes it can be bad. So wait to see, you right. know, we're still dating and seeing how we like each other. We obviously like each other a lot, but, yeah. you know, just trying to get to know the heart before we get to know Aww. the dick. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. You're all smiley and excited. Yeah. Wow. Cute. Well, it sounds like the vibes are good. And speaking of good vibes. Justina, yes. are you excited about our guest today? B, yeah, you already know <laughs> this is my uh, favorite guest of the season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we have enough time to run down all the credits, but like executive producer, day one, Nick Cannon's right hand man, Mr. No, Practice seriously. How You Play, Mr. <laughs> We're Making Cuts, Mr. Who Wants These Episodes. Oh my God. You Mr. I mean? What is it called? Uh, Navy SEAL. Yes. Whatever the fuck All you that. go through when you're going through that training. That's uh-huh. how I feel. I was about to be in the military. Right. The one, the only. But this is my second dad. I literally call him dad. I'll be texting him like, dad. He's Aww. like, what? Me? I'm like, uh, I got scammed. Like, help me. I need a lawyer. Help me. Somebody's trying to sue me. I need a, I need help. Like, what do you think about this? He's like, any time I call this man, text this man, I get an instant response, no matter what it is. And mind you, I do check on him. But 90% of the time is because I'm in a fucking bind. In a bind. <laughs> like, help, and save me. I text him more than I text my real father about emergencies. You Aww. know, but. This has turned into my, you know, industry dad, uh, and I just love him so much. Facts. Our producer for Wild and Out, you guys, Niall Evans, is here. What's, up? What's going on? Boss man. How are you? Literally. So you it's, it's crazy. Good. It is crazy now, like, to have you in the hot seat, because it's like you executive produce while well not you executive produce the podcast so you're always the one like giving us a rundown on what we should be doing but now it's like today we get to pick your brain so your brain it's, it's yeah. a very cool thing yeah I, lo- I love it i love i love having the opportunity to to be on the other side of it for for a change so you know this is this how do you is feel be, being interviewed you're a celebrity today i hate <laughs> being interviewed I, I i'm i'm always the one writing interview questions or, <laughs> right. or or you know setting up the interviews but never on the other side of it you know and so it's it's always a different feel when someone's asking you stuff and then you you're vulnerable so you go oh man i don't know what they're going to ask me and i didn't prepare yeah, any yeah. Pre- prepare any questions for myself Right. So I don't know what you guys are going to ask. And I know what I put both of you through. (laughs) Right. Shoot. (laughs) So now uh, we know who you are, obviously. But how did you start your career in TV? Like, tell us the beginning. Like, how you met Nick. Where Wild and Out, you know, came from. Like, tell them the history. Because I don't even think these new kids, like, obviously, we, 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 it's a generation. I grew up watching Wild and Out. But these younger kids that are, you know, Preteens or younger than us, they don't know the history. Yes. Right. We want right. to hear okay. like when you were an intern, Nile. Like, okay, what's up? <laughs> Bring okay. us back. All right, I'll tell. Tell us how you met Nick and how you started in TV in the beginning of Wild and Out. I know that's kind of a three part no, question, but good. tell us the it's beginning. All good. I could do that. Yeah. So I started off um, 
uh, underneath my uncle, who was his name is Bentley Kyle Evans, and he created the Jamie Foxx show. He was the executive producer at the end of Martin. And Dope. so he was a showrunner. Wow. And he ran he ran that show. He was the youngest black executive producer to run two shows at the same time at the age of 27. Wow. Oh, wow. It so it's a successful Your whole family show. Guy. The Jamie Foxx show? Yeah. Yeah. My aunt was a she was a producer on um, uh, the Parkers and a bunch of other wow. shows. That's so crazy. It, it was in our family and I grew up in L.A. So, you know, I, it was it was around. And so uh, when I was 12, my uncle took me to see Do the Right Thing. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be Spike Lee. And so later on, when he started working in the industry, I would be like, yo, can I read the script for, for the Martin show? And I would read it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And so mm. I was in college and he said, and I couldn't go back to school. I had a hardship. My dad didn't pay the tuition. So, mm. uh, you know, cause I was playing basketball. I wasn't playing basketball anymore, so he had to take care of the tuition. He didn't take care of the tuition. So my uncle said, yeah. I'm going to give you a choice. I'm doing well, so I could either pay for school or you could come start working. He says, you got to make a choice. Wow. Call, me back in, call me back within 24 hours. And, uh, yes! and I said, uh, I need a tire for my car. I said, I'm going to come back down. I'm going to come down and start working. Yeah. And he sent me a couple of dollars for the for my tire, and I, wow. I, I was sleeping on his floor at at his house, and I became a production assistant on the Jamie Foxx show. Wow! So, wow! So I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, That's so dope. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm now I'm in the Hollywood shuffle. Um, no degree, um, and so uh, Will Smith comes to my uncle and says. Yo, man, I got this kid, man, who's dope. And he reminds me of me, and I want to do a show for him. You want to collab on a show? And so uh, I'm like, oh, snap. Will Smith coming to you about, you know, some some little kid? Mm -hmm. And so we went to go to the com we, we went to the improv, the improv on on uh, on Mel in Melrose on Melrose. And he says, uh With Will Smith? No, Will wasn't there that day. That was what I, I'm like, where was Jaden? No. <laughs> No, nah, so I I need all the details, all the, right, details, all the, juice. All the details. <laughs> right? There wasn't no red okay, table okay. talks then. Right. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, so we go to the improv and we see this young kid on stage killing, and he's murdering. He's 16 years old, and we meet him, and uh, and my uncle's like, "Yeah, let's do this project." And so, um, you know, we we started the writing process, and I'm kind of a fly on the wall in the whole thing. But Nick is was it Nick Cannon? It, yeah, it was Nick. It was Nick. Nick's okay. on stage, and so I forgot that part. Huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. So so it's a young Nick Cannon, and um, and so uh, you know, we started the writing process, and I'm kind of a fly on the wall. But Nick is Nick is young. I'm young. I'm 20 years old. Nick is 16, about to be 17 or something like that. Wow. And so he, I'm like big brother to him because he's like, oh, a young voice who understands me. Right. You know? And so we kind of vibed on that. And Nick, you know, Nick was like, man, give me your number. And Nick was like a super persistent kid. Right. And so he'd be like, he'd call me. He'd be like, yeah, man, what are you doing? Let's go to lunch. And I'd be like, Nick, I have to work. <laughs> and, and, Nick would be, and Nick, that's just who he was. And that's cool. And he lived with Keenan at the time, Keenan Thompson. And mm, they had. That is crazy. They had a place. Yeah. I mean, this kid had a, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I'll never forget, my uncle had a Range Rover. 
And this was like when Range Rovers were like a new thing in LA. Right. And Nick was like, yeah, I'm getting a Range Rover. And I was like, yeah, okay. And two days later, he had a black Range Rover. And I was he like. He had a fucking Range Rover. I was like, yo, that's, <laughs> that's nuts, right? Mind blown. Mind blown, right? And this, you know. And so, um, you know, he was really doing it. He started off doing uh, warm-up over at Nickelodeon. And he was, he was a budding guy. And so, my uncle and Will Smith ended up parting ways uh, over the, uh, about the show. Um, they just had uh, differences of, of opinion. And, but Nick and I stayed uh, in contact. So, you know, I, yeah. was, I, I was working on other pilots and stuff. And then there was a writer's strike and the industry kind of shut down. And so I was working at an insurance company and I was working there for about a year. And one day Nick calls me and says, yo, man, I got this thing called Drumline that's about to drop. And I just wow. got a record deal. He's like, man, what are you doing? Sheesh. I was like, I'm working at this insurance company. I'm doing little pilots here and there, still working in the industry. He says, yo, man, why don't you come on the road with me? And, wow. you know, kind of like, you could be my, like, assistant slash security slash road manager <laughs> slash. So what was he trying to say? You you a big, scary looking dude. <laughs> yeah, he was like, just, he was like, I just need somebody to come on Do me. Do something. And, yeah, and, that's and, so dope. And just look after me while I'm out wow, here. Wow, that's And he's dope. like, I trust you. And And so I was like, Man, I want to be a writer, bro. I, this I don't I don't want to be that ain't my security. Yeah, that ain't my thing. Running around with a rapper. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And so he was like, he was like, look, man, we'll write stuff together while we're on the road. He says, I promise you, we'll end up doing something big. I promise you. And wow, so I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, wow. so the next day, the job calls me in, and they're like, we're laying people off. And so. Nick calls me the next day and he's like, yo, did, did my manager call you? I was like, I was like, nah, nobody called me. You know, sometimes it's just Hollywood stuff. Oh man, I want to do this thing. And then it never really happens. Yeah. yeah and it never happens. Yeah. Right. So it's literally the day I get laid off the next day. And he's like, man, my manager didn't call you. I'm gonna put him on three way. Can't get a hold of the manager. So I'm like, now I'm packing up my stuff, leaving that night. Literally that night, the manager calls me. He's like, yo, man, you got a flight to Denver tomorrow to meet Nick. You're going to be on the road, so pack a bag. And I was gone for a month. Wow. That is amazing. I was gone for a month. I yeah. never met, like, I probably made $26,000 that year. And in that first month, I ended up making 40 grand. And wow. yeah, I became I became a stylist. I did all these different things for him. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. And 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 then um and then you know, I was on the road I, for a couple of years. And uh and then you know we ended up wow. writing a couple of movies together. We sold to Overbrook to Will's company. And then, you know, Nick was doing a lot of TRL stuff and MTV was like, oh man, we gotta do something with you. And Nick and Nick the next day, we went back to L.A. and Nick said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do an improv comedy game show. We're going to do Whose Line oh Is It Anyway? Oh, my God. Yeah, Chills. we're going to do Whose Line Is It Anyway? But Black, our version of it. And I was like, oh, man, I thought we was going to do a sitcom. He was like, nah, like, this is what we're going to do. Trust no, me. No, no. And that was when I learned you got to trust Nick at all times. Oh, and wow. What year did uh, Wild and Now drop? 2000. We did the, the original pilot in 2004. Wow. Yeah, and I came off the road. I was 14? That's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. My son 
the first season we did the show, my son was born, so I always know how old the show is oh, when I started. Oh, it was the same year as your son? Because my son is the same year. Like, my son is 16. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. You know what that that story reminded me of? The Kanye West documentary that's on Netflix. The genius. Like, as you oh. were yes. talking, yeah. I envisioned, like, that shit is just crazy. Like, yeah. y'all had a vision. Y'all had a plan. Y'all were literally manifesting 30 years ago. Oh, literally. Man. Nick is the biggest manifester in the world. Nick is, I mean. In the world. Nick told me he was going to, before he had ever met Mariah Carey, he says, if I, he told me this verbatim. If I ever get in a room with Mariah Carey, I'm going to marry her. And I, I laughed. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. You were like, oh. You're I like, laughed. sure. I laughed. And then two years later, I'm the best man watching this man marry Mariah Carey. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. We used to exchange books on the road all the time. We used to do a lot of reading. And so he gave me this book uh, called Name It, Claim It. And it's by. I'm about to put that in my notes. Right. Oh, I was me. just thinking the it's same thing, B. All I'm like, now don't yell at me for texting. <laughs> right. I'm texting it to myself. Name Give it, me claim a minute. It. It's all good. Name, I'll, I'll write now. Hold on. <laughs> and it's all about manifesting. It's all about if you name it, you can claim it. And Nick believes it in this. And every claim. time he says, when you say it, you will bring it to fruition. Right. And everything that man has said he wanted to do, he did. Oh, I believe He's it. Done. I believe everything. that. It happens. Everything. I manifested my wife. I manifested <laughs> all kinds of things in my life. I manifested my house. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's it's, just it's crazy. It's crazy. Like 20 years ago, you guys started this idea and it's still going strong and honestly, arguably bigger than it's ever been. Bigger than it's ever yeah. been. And it keeps bigger than it's bigger. ever been. Left Every came time back. I see, like, it's yeah. like, what? Left came On back. On tour? Insane. Insane. You know, my first time going to the Wild and Out tour, I didn't understand the capacity of. I don't think I understood the impact it has on culture oh, until yeah. I went to the tour. I yeah. didn't. I didn't understand it until I'm sitting in the Staples Center, where Kobe, the house that Kobe made, mm. and I see people 100%. all the way up to the top. Hundred percent. We yeah. sold, sold out, out the Staples Center, and I'm sitting in the audience like a fan. Like, I don't believe that I helped, I helped be a part of this thing. And uh, it was it was my from the world. ground up, yeah, from from the ground up. And what's crazy is like with Wild and Out, what's so different I feel than like most other shows or just brands. It's like our age range of fans is really from like four years old to like a hundred and four. Your granny, your great granny, and like yes. the kids, like yes. the young young they kids. Love it's like, it. They how love do you, it. How do you create a show that goes through like so many generations? Every generation. How do you do yeah. that? Like I can't even it's name crazy. another show that has that impact on all the generations. Yeah, it's nuts that it it's it you know it's one of those shows that is like you know, to me, it's a, it's an urban version of, um, SNL, you know, right. it's like our, our Saturday night live. It's a proving ground yep. for people to come on yep. and be stars and showcase their talent. And, you know, sh you know, SNL, they would, they were there 30 some years or something like that. Like, right. I feel like this is the same type of show. That's a legacy show that can keep going on and on and on and on for, for on a long and time. On and on. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So since you've known Nick for so long, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned from Nick? Trust him. Mm. Trust him. Trust Even him. Even when you don't believe it, you just got to go. Like, I've learned. I go, all right, man, if, you, if that's what you want to do. Now, I will tell him. I'm one of the only people that will tell him a real opinion. I'll be like, no, you shouldn't do that. For sure. Right. But 
but I will, I will <laughs> trust him. No, nigga. I will yeah. all the okay. time. I'll be like, nah, this is not yeah. what we're doing. But if I, okay. if he believes in it, I go, all right, I'll take the ride with you. I will take it's the ride. Something there, yeah. It's yeah. always I something there. Yeah. And it's not about the money. It's because I know he has a great vision. And he's I, a visionary. Yeah. He's a visionary. That dude is gonna, he's gonna go out there and get it. And he, wow. he sees something, and when he sees it, he goes after it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. getting good we got to take a break we'll be back with the women of wild now podcast with our producer now evans john stewart is back in the host chair at the daily show which means he's also back in our ears on the daily show ears edition podcast you get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment politics sports and more from john and the team of correspondents and contributors the podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines listen to the daily show ears edition on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts all right, we back from our break, and it's your girl, JV, with my baby, B. Simone, and we got Niall Evans in the building. I'm going to just say right now, this is one of my favorite episodes because we get to hear from the boss, the man himself, who started the show with Nick Cannon like 20 years ago, and it's been so cool rocking out and hearing all the details of your life. Now you raised us, and it's cool now we get to hear about you. So before we get into the juicy stuff, I, me and Justina are going to share our first memories of you. And then I would love for you okay. to share your first memories of us. Let's go. Oh, okay. So my first memory, <laughs> my first memory of Niall was auditioning for Wildin' Out. Um, well, after the audition, my first memory was the workshops. So my first year workshops, y'all, let me tell y'all something. Workshops were not um, easy. It was like a boot camp. It was very serious. It was very militant. And I, I respect that to this day. But when you're in that moment, your first season, it wasn't like it was my third season, my second season, my first chance at this shit. That first season of workshops was very stressful for me. I cried. I laughed. But Niall pushed me to my limit. And now looking back in hindsight, of course, I respect it. I value it. It really made me, you know, the comedian I am today. I think that workshop prepared me for stand-up. Right. But, y'all, I was scared of this nigga. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> right. I was like, yo, like, when I say sweating, walking in there, like, don't talk to me. I'm focused. I'm practicing. I'm de- Niall was not, y'all, now he's like a little, you know, little teddy bear. Before he was like a grizzly bear. Right. That first, my first memory of Niall is him being like very militant, didn't take any bullshit, but it was because he was pulling the best out of you. And I, I truly believe that is why that workshop that year and Wild and Out in general helped me become the comedian I am today. That workshop was very intimidating. I'm not going to lie. It, yes. You know, the workshops are tough. It's it's one of those things where it's a proving ground. It's, it's we're trying yes. to see if you're going to be able to stand up to the rigors of the show. And, Oof. you know, and a couple of, you know, I think you had a couple of goes at it and it was, yeah. it was, it was rough. Yeah. And I, I'm really, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love comedy, but I want people to get it right. And most people don't ever have to, you know, they just, they work on their stand up set and they're just naturally funny. But when you have to be funny 
on a team, it's a little different. And so I have to kind of coach and kind of help you out and help you understand the games and how the show works. And so, and, yeah. and then you're dealing with a bunch of comedians and rappers and everybody wants to be funny and you got to be like, Crazy, hey, shut wild, up. And, funny, you know, yep. and shut up. Sit down, yep. let's listen. Let me explain this game yep. to you so that you can play it the right way. So, you know, it's it's tough, but you know, you you made it through and you you are- We made it, man. Made it. It, made it. it really is. <laughs> like the workshops really are a war zone. And like, even to this day, there are certain vets <clears throat> conceded who like literally <laughs> will do anything um, and everything to avoid a workshop because yeah. you know that really is a place where now I was like I don't care how many seasons you've been on I don't care how I don't care yeah I don't care how good you are like you know this workshop is determining your episode um you know how many you'll get but for me when I first met Nile I'll never forget it was uh when I auditioned it was Nile and Shelby and it was just me and them in a room and wow. yeah they had me do like. A certain number of games, like they had me do like um, a Let Me Holla. Um, and then now I was like, okay, well, I know you could, you know, freestyle. We saw the video. So I want you to freestyle right now about yeah. um, Toaster Shootles. So That's he was I said, know you fucking killed it. Huh? Yeah. He said Toaster Shootles. Like, something out of just something weird. Out of nowhere. Something weird. So he said that, and I was like, okay. So I came, I sang a hook. Killed I it. I made a hook, and then I made a whole song with a whole story, like whole storytelling. I was on like, my Nas-ish, and I just knew. You could, from the second I met Nile, like I knew he was like the guy in charge. Like he just has, like he's just a big dude with a powerful <laughs> voice. I'm like, okay, he's the one who's about to make the decision if I'm going to be on the show. But I knew at my um, audition, I just knew I smashed it. And then he was like, I don't know if you remember this now. You were like, okay, now I want you to do a wild style, go against Nick Cannon. I was like, and I asked you, I said, Nick's going to see this, right? He said, yeah. I said, give me someone else. So he gave me, <laughs> yes. um, he gave me Meek Mill. So I did a wild style against Meek Mill. That's and, right. um, you know, that was the very first time I met Nile. And he definitely, like you said, B, he definitely has that, that coach. Um, vibe. He's running the plays. He's very author authoritative and or how do you say the word authoritative? But it's out of love. It's, it's out like of love. love. It's out of love. But because he truly, truly believes in you. Yes, yeah. he's he, like, he does. No, do that shit again. And yeah. he, and I've always been on teams, so I I love having a coach. Like I work well having a coach and someone giving direction. So I've always loved that about Nile. Don't get me wrong, he is scary <laughs> at times, <laughs> but I, I love how he's that very strict, stern. Like bring you in. Go gonna give you the tough love but but get you right yep. yeah I, the tough yeah. love is is the way i kind of give everything and it's all out of love it's oh, the, the first I, it should be love tough because it's always starting with love but it, you know a lot of times in the industry people will tell you oh yeah you're, you're doing fine oh yeah okay no that was great that was great and they'll tell you that was great and then you go out on stage and then you realize it wasn't great. And so oh my God. I don't want anybody to go out there and me not be honest with them and me say, that didn't make me laugh. You right. know, you'll hear okay. in the room if it makes people laugh. And if right. it doesn't, 100%. let's try it again. And what, you know, a lot of comedians never really have is a coach or anybody to say, that didn't work. They go on stage and they find out if it worked or not. And hopefully wow. they, 
they figure it out and go, oh, let me retool or rewrite that joke. Or tweak yeah. it or punch it up. Yeah, yeah, but you realize that a lot of people stay in the same place because there's nobody pushing them. Yeah. And so I just always want to push you guys to the fullest of your potential because I know what it is. If I'm on you, that means that I see something inside of you that I know is great. And I right. just have to, right. I just got to help pull it out of you. And I'm going to yeah. challenge it out. you. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. challenge you at every level. I'm going to be like, just, oh, if you don't want to get money, that's fine. You know, right. you don't want to yeah, do that. Man, right. that's his favorite oh, thing. Yeah. If you don't want to be great, you that's fine. Money. You can have a seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't want to get money, that's fine. Yeah. You can have a seat. I'll be like, fuck, <laughs> I have $200 in my house. <laughs> right. Let me try Let me in. <laughs> you know that's what it, it is? <laughs> People are used to yes men and you're like the furthest thing yeah. from that so people are not always used to that it could be a bit abrasive when you're used to people just telling you you're great then you get a Nile Evans telling you you're good but you could be better right because that at, at the end of the day if you're in front of Nile you have something you, yes. you get what I'm saying so if you're there you have something if you're there you are great you have talent you have something but now it's like this ain't enough right yeah. like, it's 20 of y'all here. We only need eight. Don't right. play. That's like, it. Who, That's wants, it. who wants to stay? <laughs> right. Show who wants, me you who wants to stay. To stay. And, yeah. and if you don't create a competitive environment, then people just think that, oh, I could just walk in Get and do comfortable. whatever. You know right. what I mean? And I go, when you're a starter, when you come in every time and we know you're going to play all the time, then you can kind of rest a little bit. But until yeah. then, yeah. you're fighting for a spot. And so I, it just makes people step up. And when I see people step up and I've seen both of you step up to the fullest of the capacities and I go, oh, look at that. Look what that little bit of. OK, yeah, you had to cry a little bit. Yeah, you had to be talked to Man. in a way that you didn't you're not used to because, see, you Man. outside of here, you're a star. But in that workshop, I go, I don't care about any of that. All right. I want you to do is Now be, be like, I don't give a fuck about your YouTube views. He don't I care. give a fuck less. You're not he on TV, care. baby. I'd be like, oh my God. That's well, it, the funny because there's thing no is... audition process for, 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 for the phone. Everybody right. can right. get on the phone and, and do something. But TV is a different thing. It's a different beast. And even like the season now where like you guys brought in like a lot of influencers, you know, it, basically what you said was proven like you can be great when you have your phone and you could do 50 takes but you were like can you be great once in front of an audience not being Jesus. able to chop it up how you like right can Come you on. just be great first take yeah. one take and yeah, that's you real could, you could yep. you could you could shoot uh, you know you're when you're in a room by yourself or with one of your friends and you can do it over and over again. Yeah, it should be great. It should be right. the funniest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should right. be, you know, if you're putting it out. But if you are, you know, if you're in a room with 10 other people who are just as talented as you and, you know, you have to show that you're a cut above, you know, you have something yeah. different. You are not run of the mill. And I think that's where people get caught up as they go, oh, I could just be average. And I go, well, the stars usually stand out, you know, and some people right. are complacent with being average, you know, like, you know, when you see a DC young fly, I was like, oh, that's, that's LeBron James coming into the league. For sure. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. You know, when, 100%. I, when I saw Justina, I was like, oh man, with some coaching, I was like, cause she's a rapper. 
It was supposed to be she's going to be fine. And, and, you know, Justina, Justina went through it a, a few times. And we used to, what do we used to dog you about all the time? Oh, that I wouldn't shut the fuck up. You They'd just like, would keep rapping. You just keep rapping, keep rapping. Remember that one uh, workshop where um, yes. uh, they they twisted my head to kill me? Yes. And I was dead on the floor and I popped up. I just keep rapping and rapping. I'm never capping. At that moment was when I knew you got it. I understood. I, yeah. You understood because I was yeah. like, you'll rap because you, you know how, but I yeah. know. It's still yeah. a comedy show. There has to be an out. We got to yeah. get to and, a joke. <laughs> and I feel like that's what you do now, like with all of us. Like you'll kind of, you'll hone our craft and what we're good at and just show us like, okay, you have it, but you need yeah. to be polished. Like you find that's us it. as a little like, you know what I mean? A little diamond in the rough and then you clean us up. And then, you know, we just, the, the people that get the it world. take the ball. Yeah, we take the that's ball and it. run with it after you give us the play. Yeah, some people, some people need more. We got to take a break. Stay tuned for more of the Women Wild Now podcast. Don't go nowhere. We got more questions for now. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We back up at it. It's your girl, Justina Valentine, here with my sis, B. Simone. And we have a very special guest with us this week, the executive producer, boss man, the wildin' out dad, Nile Evans. Okay, so what's your first memory? My first memory of, of you? Us. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> Who wants to be first? Be nice. So I remember seeing B. Simone and I remember, I remember I can see how your hair was. Your hair was actually down the first time I saw you. Bone straight, jet black, middle part. Y'all know that was me. Long week. And I was like, oh, she's, she's cute. Um, she's kind of funny. And I was. Was this in New York now? I think this was in New York. And I was like, there's something there. And Nick was like. There's really no. no, you know what? Nick at first was like, I don't see it. He didn't believe. And you know, Dolly was the one that was like, nah, there's yep. there's really something there. And I was like, all right, cool. Wow. And you know, wow. we didn't have a we didn't have a lot of, you know, it was it was hard to find a really funny female at the time. And not that there aren't funny females, but we weren't getting them. And so that fit. That fit, you know? And so it was like, you know, you were buzzing a little bit online, and it wasn't I remember because I remember you you were buzzing a little bit, but you when you came back another season, we were like, oh, when the B Simone tone came, it was when they brought it to Atlanta. Yeah, that was it. That was wild. That was it. And so I remember you had you. I think we 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 gave you a few episodes, and then I don't know if we let did we let you go, and then you came back. Y'all let me go. We let you go, go, and then you came back, and then when you came back, it was you were different. You came back with a mm, whole she new different. thing. She different. Oh, she and different. And I was just like, <laughs> and then when I saw the stuff online, I said. Because I was like, I'm oh not getting God. cut again. Like, y'all got me fucked oh, up. Oh, you right. said it. In the, you said it. <laughs> you were like, I've done this too many times. I'm not getting cut again. And I was like, 
That is what that was the energy that I wanted. That's the point. Yeah, that was that's it. the point. That's yeah. the energy that I want. And you were like, I've been here too many times. I'm coming in. And you smashed the workshop. You smashed was the fun. workshop. Was that in Brooklyn? Yeah, I was scared. Was that in Brooklyn? That I think that was in Brooklyn. New York. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You came in and you smashed the workshop. And I was just like, oh, next level. And still, Nick was still yeah. like, Nick was like, eh. Yeah. Nick was like, eh, for a while. He was he was he was on the fence for a while. He was like, mm, I don't know if I see it. I like her. Yep. Love her as a person. Yep. Yep. I don't yep. see it yep. though. And then and then you just had that breakout season and it was just like, oh, okay. And then Okay. And sometimes it takes a while because you know, I'm the same way. With some of Nick's picks, I'll be like, oh, oh. Oh, they cool. Yeah. And then I go, oh, okay. I now yeah. I see what you're saying. Once they get on stage and deliver and have right. fun and, you know. Yeah. And once right. you got it's comfortable showtime. with it, it was just, it was, it was out of here. It was like, oh. And then almost by that time, you were like, oh, I'm ready to leave. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was like, my beat Simone tone is worldwide and at this point. Listen. She was like, baby girl, use me or no, don't. I don't that, care. That no. was you know what it is? No, Wild and Out is always family. Like, you never get enough seats of Wild and Out. You yeah. always want to come back. Always. But what it is, is I think um, when I started doing stand-up, I fell in love with that shit. But Wild and Out prepared me for that. Yeah, yeah. It's a proven Like, ground. it really That's, did. Yeah. It p- prepared me for stand-up comedy. That is a different fucking world. Like, getting in front of 30,000 people, like... You're either going to hear a roaring wave of laughs in an arena or you're going to hear that fucking cricket and be like, what the fuck? And and you 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 get to see that and you get to prove yourself on stage. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of a lot of comedians are like, oh, these influencers come in and then and then they start doing stand up. And it's like, well, if you've been on the wild now stage and dealt with the either the booze or the you ain't mm-hmm, hurting the, the mm-hmm. crickets the buzzer the buzzer, the buzzer. you know dealing with the people roasting. laughing yep. at you because you had a bad joke yep trust me going on stage is gonna be easy after that right you're fine yeah you should be fine <laughs> it, it just like sharpens your swords like even like you know when I did the um, five fingers of death on Sway and I was the first chick to really spit a real freestyle. I just came off a season a while now. I was like, oh, I've oh, been yeah. doing, you were, you were, I've been doing this two weeks straight. What you want to talk about? I don't need nothing. Right. Rain, come on, Sway. Give me the word. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just going to freestyle? I said, this is what I do. Like, I just came off a season a while. Like, I just came Fire. from boot camp. Like, what you want to hear about? Fire. Right. right. It I just prepared the, I, remember, I remember that first, the, the first season that, that we had you, Justine, and I was just like, and and that first audition, I, I I can almost remember exactly what you had on because you had your hair was back. Bun. How yes. Vina always tells me to wear it. Yes. Up in a bun. I love it, the bun. And, and I remember I remember you came in and I was like, Oh, she's got it. We're fine. We're fine. I, I remember being like, wow. No, you're good. She she raps like the way she raps. Because I was like, I'm going to throw toaster strudel at you. And then you killed it. <laughs> toaster fucking strudel. Toaster strudel. And then you killed it. And I was like, okay, you're good. And then we got to okay. the workshop. I was like, okay, you can rap. I get it. And then I was like, all right, you can rap. I get it. You got to get to a joke. Uh, and that was the thing that I knew. I was like, you have this amazing skill. If we just work on this getting to a joke part, we're yeah. going to be fine. And you know something you, you did, Nile? Huh. You know something you did? I don't know if you remember this. So you gave me the toaster strudel, right? When it was the audition, just you, me, and Shelby. 
Uh-huh. So then the next audition we did was because my first audition was single. I don't know how yours was, B, but the second audition was a group of us, like 30 yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick was at that one. Yes. So we oh, did a God. bunch of stuff and then you gave us a topic and then you gave everyone like a minute to make something up. So everyone's in their phones. So you went around the room and when you came to me, you gave me toaster strudel again. Yeah. And I didn't want it. Because I, I wanted some new, and I didn't even remember what I said. I was like, oh, I was like, I think you might have gave me that in my first one. So you looked at me, you're like, oh, this bitch is really about this action. So right, then you gave right. me like a whole new topic. And then, you know, that's what I, I did well, in that what workshop. what it was, was I was like, I, I saw what you did with Toaster Strudel. I want you the wanted network to, show to Nick. see that. And I, want, yeah. I wanted to see yeah. that. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, you got it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's here for you to lose. And I don't want you to lose this. So just yeah. put Tosha Strudel again. And and then I think. She was like, hell no. Right. Like, give me something new. Yeah. And then I think you you had, did I give you something else? You gave me, you gave me a name brand. I think it was like Gucci or Fendi or something. And I, and of course I did a long ass freestyle about it. And the rest of the room was like, when I was done, they started clapping. They're like, is it on yeah. iTunes? Cause you know, I went crazy. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she went nuts. And it was just like. Oh my I was God, already, Justina. I was already sold. Me and Nick were already sold. And it was just like, okay, well, there it is. Like, But then but, it came to Wild Style and everyone was scared. So I let a few people oh. go. Then I went, be someone, I did machine gun just across the whole line on the other team. <laughs> Nobody wanted that smoke. I was like, oh all right, let me go God. crazy, Nick. And I remember Nick went down the line, gave everyone dash, but I was the only one he said something to. He's like, where are you from? I was like, Jersey. He was wow. like, all right. Right. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a it was a That's done fire. deal. It was a done deal. It's been so dope getting to know the boss man now, Evans, even more. But you know what? It's a lot more things that we gotta get into. So we're gonna be back next week with a part two. Make sure y'all tune in to hear more about the executive producer of Wildin' Out and the Women of Wildin' Out podcast, Nile Evans. We'll see y'all next week. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.